0: Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to
1: Nevada Real Estate Radio. Today, we're going to be looking at the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. And we'll also be joined by a guest in the studio. Debbie Gilmore from Yerington, Nevada is here to talk to us about the biggest event coming in the first quarter of 2023, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. We'll be back with that and more
2: after this. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, Call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International.
3: It's so sweet. The 13th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yerington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Honeybees are amazing. Learn about products from beehives for health and beauty. Honey tasting contest, how to take care of your bees, everything you need to get started in beekeeping. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th, Yerington, Nevada. NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. It's so sweet
0: the most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. It seemed
1: like there was very little daylight yesterday. Today is uh, a very short amount of daylight, but the good news is the days are getting longer from here on. I'm happy to talk about that and happy to talk about what that means to my world of beekeeping with my guest in the studio today. Debbie Gilmore is visiting from Yarrington, Nevada. Welcome to our studios, Debbie.
4: Thank you. It's good to be here.
1: It's good to have you back. Yarrington used to be a long ways from Reno, I think. It's not anymore. It's it a pretty is quick,
4: not. pretty quick drive. And it's a beautiful drive. It really is. Wild horses yep. and all kinds of fun things.
1: And a lot of people I know will be coming in via the airport when it comes to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. They are going to have an enjoyable trip, I know, because they get to see the... Uh, usa parkway the wild horses that we're talking about the new developments that are happening in silver springs and as we approach yarrington and the mason valley well it's just a beautiful thing to see debbie that is a really nice beautiful place to be to raise kids to have a family and what's nice is it is a kind of adjacent to reno it's just kind of right around the corner
4: it is it is um, you know, we go from the city to all the industrial, then we go into the desert, mm-hmm. and you see so many things. And this time of the year, it's just absolutely beautiful, the snow that we've had. And stuff. Yeah, we have it's so much variety, well. yes, variety of
1: landscape here. I have a brother who lives in Texas. He told huh. me he can drive two days in every direction, and it looks the same.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. We don't have that problem here, right?
1: Right, it's a a very um, diverse community and stable community. Um, People move here because they love what they see. They love the way that they feel. They love the people and the interactions that we have here in Northern Nevada. Debbie, that's why I'm here. I've been in Northern Nevada for 22 years. One of the big things that I love about Northern Nevada is the cool, cool, and numerous things to do. And I've taken on some new things since I moved to Nevada 22 years ago snowshoeing is one of them i used to be an avid skier and then i learned about snowshoeing and i love that too and then of course uh hiking Hi- i mean hiking the tallest peaks i can find here in the area of northern nevada been able to do that here too whitewater rafting a lot of fun the lake is great but the reality is one of the biggest things that has changed my life since I've been here, Debbie, Mm -hmm. is becoming a beekeeper, and I want to thank you for that.
4: Oh, gosh. You're very welcome. We love beekeeping, and we love beekeepers. I know.
1: I know. (laughs) And, you know, I I didn't really understand it until I got to become a beekeeper, and I I find that in this area of focus, of study, uh, it's probably the most helpful area of focus and study I've ever been in because everybody is so willing to talk about their experiences in beekeeping, their guidance, their suggestions, their pitfalls, their successes and failures in the world of beekeeping. But it it keeps going because people absolutely love it. it's, It's just fascinating to me how it affects people.
4: Well, I think you were talking about diversity um, just in our landscape. And we go, you know, 30 miles and you're in a total different area. Mm -hmm. Well, the diversity in beekeeping is very much the same. Mm -hmm. There's so many things a person um, learns about when they do bees. It's not just about the bees themselves, but, you know, they're a fascinating insect. So you have all the anatomy and all the wonderful things that a Mm -hmm. bee does. But then you also need to learn about nutrition, and that includes landscape pollinator-friendly uh, plants in your garden, and um, you know all around the landscape, plus the weather. You know, mm-hmm. we've had these extreme colds and all of the moisture and stuff, and what effect does that have on overwintering your bees? So yeah, there's many aspects, a, a lot of diversity in beekeeping.
1: Yeah, I think beekeeping, uh, to me, it, it really opened my eye to the universe, Debbie, because there's so many things that are affected by little things, little changes in the world. It's kind of like looking down at the stars. It is so big, it is so vast, and if there's an element of order yet there's an element of separation you can only get so close you can only see so far and you have to you have to live on your confidence on your faith on your beliefs on your knowledge for the rest beekeeping is a lot like that even though it's on a much smaller scale those bees look like they're so far away in their world mm-hmm. than i am in my world and yet i get to actually see it up close that's what i love is Seeing, that, seeing the bees in action up close, mm-hmm. because as, when you become a beekeeper, you start to focus on the bees, on the bees antenna, on the bees eyes, on the bees legs, whatever you're looking for, right? I mean, they're like part of you now, and and it's just like learning a whole new language.
4: Right, and, and you become so focused on what those little insects are doing, you know, even like the little waggle dance. That's their way of communicating where their food sources are.
0: Mm-hmm. And
4: so you're looking at these little insects waggling up and going one direction and going the other direction. And what they're doing is communicating, according to the sun, which direction and how far the food source is. you know. And that's just one of the small things that you're focusing on when you see those little insects.
1: Yeah. Uh, body language is body what are Body language,
4: about. That's, yeah. That's what it is. So yeah. sometimes
1: my... Sometimes my wife looks at me, and she says, why are you looking at me that way? <laughs> and I say to her, it's body language. <laughs> That's right. she said, What She you what are you trying to say? I said, well, I can't tell you. It's, it's body
4: language. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> heard it, Peter, but when another bee bumps into another bee, mm-hmm. there's a little noise that they make, and it's like my husband does the same thing when I bump into him, huh? Hey, yeah. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny, the, the world of beekeeping, because it is a lot like the world of humans in a way, with some pretty dramatic differences, obviously. But there's a social order in the beehive that I think if there was more social order in some families, uh, some of mine um, you know, related families, if they had a little bit of social order like bees, Uh, I think they could get a lot more done. They'd be a lot more efficient. There'd be less fighting, less struggle for dominance, let's say. Mm -hmm. In a beehive, everybody knows who does what, don't they?
4: They do. And, you know, there's actually books written on the business aspect and using... um the the order inside a beehive mm-hmm. as the example of how a business should be run. Yeah, you know, um, everybody has certain jobs and everybody comes together to mm-hmm. accomplish the same goal. So there's a lot to be learned by studying bees and having yeah. bees.
1: Yeah, it's nice because in in a sense, because as beekeepers, we are in the world of animal husbandry and we are taking care of animals on a close proximity basis they're right in our yard they're real close to us and yet at the same time they're wild they're not bound by a fence they're not bound by a box they go out wherever they looks like wherever they want to do whatever they need to do so you get an element of that domesticated creature and an element of the wild creatures when you're a beekeeper plus everything else is attracted right to the general area
4: that's right Uh honeybee will actually forage um, two miles, or if need be, up to 10 miles away from their beehives. So, you know, when you want to have bees, you have to look at a two mile radius around Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. to see is there enough food? Is somebody using pesticides? Um, Is there a water source? So all of those things matter. Yeah,
1: Yeah, because it's all interconnected. And again, so you have to look at it from a domestic animal situation, and a wild animal situation at the same time. I like to think about it as falconry in a way. <laughs> I put my arm out and say, okay, little bee, okay, come and land, and land on me. Okay, land my.
4: on me. Huh? <laughs> yeah, come land on me. <laughs> but like you we're talking about the domestic part. You know, the bees need a dry house to live Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. They need food, they need water, and they need medicine when they're sick. It's just kind of like your dog and your cat, right?
1: Yes, yes. And I did think, Debbie, when I first became a beekeeper, that other than uh, pulling the honey out periodically, uh, the bees pretty well took care of themselves because they didn't look like they needed my help. And I heard they can go get their own food, they can haul their own water. But uh, that's in the wild. You know, in the world of beekeeping, uh, the keeping part is really the hardest part because you keep bees by encouraging them to hang around, mm-hmm. give them the right food, give them the right shelter, give them the right opportunity for their own family growth. That's why it's a nice little tie into Nevada Real Estate Radio because even little honeybees value real estate. They do. They look for the best. They do. And when they find a nice home. They want to stay there. Stay there. And then when the fr- they decide to stay there, they decide to have babies. <laughs> and then when Hopefully. they start having babies, they became grandparents. And then they're bringing in more food. And, yeah, it's a, it's a big uh, conglomeration of, of bees. Uh, I love it when I'm, when I'm at my max. When I'm at my max in my apiary, I have five beehives that I can good, have, see all good. of them with action going. Of course, when things get slow, when I have challenges, I'm maybe down to one beehive. Out of those five, there's one of them that's active. The other four beehives right now that are empty, that's real estate. I'm looking to sell and lease that real estate to that's a family right. of bees in the, in the spring of 2023 That's Good right. Good idea. That's right.
4: Yeah. You know, some people ask, well, how many beehives do you have? And I always ask, uh, what time of the year are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it fluctuates.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes as a beekeeper, our bees take off on us, right? They just decide to run away from home. They take the whole family. It's called a swarm. And so, I also consider my swarms as colonies that I have out there somewhere. I have I have at least six colonies of bees in the wild.
4: You're helping the community by providing bees, you know, out there so that they can help pollinate your neighbor's garden, Somebody's right?
1: getting that, honey. That's right. And speaking right. of that, <laughs> I want to talk in the next segment, Debbie, not only about beekeeping, But something that some people do here in the northern part of Nevada, they're bear keepers.
4: Oh,
3: that's been a huge problem.
1: Has been. We're going to talk about that when we come back after this
3: message. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime.
2: Hello, I'm Yvette Clark, and I've been in Northern Nevada for over 50 years, and I've worked at CSA for one
4: year. We do a family restaurant-style eating at Early Head Start, and the kids try all new foods. We would love to have you join us. Give us a call if you're interested, 775-786-6023.
3: Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Yearington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Learn about products from beehives used for health and beauty from world-renowned speakers. Become a beekeeper. Attend the workshops to learn everything to get started. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Perfect for beginning and advanced beekeepers.
0: Your Nevada real estate questions with answers from Peter Padilla.
1: Christmas time is my favorite time of the year for a lot of reasons. Oh, I love the gifts. Don't get me wrong. Santa Claus. Who could ask for more? All the singing, the dancing, the decorations, and the Christmas tree. Oh, they're awesome. But the thing I really love about Christmas is I always get something that has Christmas and beekeeping put together. So I know there's going to be some beekeeping hardware or something to do with beekeeping for me under the Christmas tree because, oh, my family, they know that's what I love. I love to talk about beekeeping. And the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming fast, Feb 23, 24, and 25, in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. You're going to learn all sorts of things, meet all sorts of great people, and discover a whole new universe that you never really even knew existed. Great people Great fun and great times. That's what you get when you become a beekeeper. With me to talk about that, Debbie Gilmore from the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, you've been in the beekeeping world a long time, haven't you?
4: I have been. I could probably say pretty much my entire life, and that's been like 100 years or so. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. That is a long time. Your family, you're the beekeeper's daughter, actually. I know that. I seen that on your honey jars. Your dad, what was, what was his name?
4: My dad's name was Harold, and he was the third-generation beekeeper. Mm -hmm. My grandfather, Ralph, and my great-grandfather, Fletcher Hall, they were all beekeepers.
1: Wow. Well, you know, going back that far, I I wonder how did those bees get here? Because I know that honeybees are really European bees, and so they have to be transported. They had to be transported way back in the pioneer days. Uh, Are we talking about that, pioneer transportation?
4: Well, my my great-grandfather moved to Mason Valley in 1918. And he went to work for a beekeeper that was already established in Mason Valley. Mm-hmm. And as you know, once you have the beekeeping bug, yeah, you want to have more bees. Yeah, it just you. So yeah. he created his own business, mm-hmm. you know, soon after he went to work for the beekeeper. Yeah. So that was in 1918. So, yeah. you know, um, my family sold the business in the 70s and about 18 years ago, Andy, my husband, and I resurrected Hall Sunny.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a a benefit to everybody that's involved in the world of beekeeping and honey, because Debbie, you and Andy are awesome mentors to all of us. They're involved with the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and with Mason Valley Beekeepers. That's really where the brainchild of all of this comes from, isn't it?
4: Yes, it is. Andy and I started Mason Valley Beekeepers about 15, 16 years ago, and we have members from all over northern Nevada, and it's been a great journey for us to uh, mentor and to help all of these beekeepers
1: I love seeing the kids at the conference at the beginners beekeeping classes and sessions Debbie because uh, you know anytime that we can offer something positive to the youth of this world uh, it, it benefits us as well not only in the happiness that we get but in knowing that we have a positive future that we're passing on
4: right Uh, Mason Valley Beekeepers hosts the Beginning Beekeepers Workshop. It's a one-day indoor workshop that we offer. And we have kids interested this year from the age of nine on up. Mm -hmm. Schools have called and asked, you know, can we get our kids involved? And they're planning school projects. And, you know, there's just so much going on and such an interest in Mm -hmm. keeping bees. It's Mm -hmm. really exciting that... People are getting into this, and Mason Valley Beekeepers also offers a youth scholarship. So we're going to award our second youth scholarship in February at oh, the yeah. conference. That's
1: um, one of the, the neatest things that I, I see that the club does is give these scholarships to the kids that support. The family, support them. Um, everybody sees the value of the beekeeping world, mm-hmm. and it's our next generation of beekeepers.
4: It is. It is, and it's exciting to see how excited they are about it.
1: You know, Debbie, uh, it seems like the general populace is more aware, more interested in beekeeping today than ever before. That's my perspective. I've only been a beekeeper now. I'm going into my seventh year. But can you tell me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe about the time that 18 years ago, let's say, when you came back into this world full time, were there as many people then interested in the world of beekeeping as there are now? Is there a new heightened awareness?
4: Well, I think 18 years ago, and I can speak from personal experience, all of the news started focusing on this condition. They called it CCD or Colony Collapse Disorder, Uh and they were not sure of what was happening, but there were huge losses of colonies of bees. So it became, you know, pretty well-known you know, in the media and, and all of the reports and in all the journals and stuff. And so there was a lot of attention placed on bees. And people wanted to do their part in helping that cause. Hobby beekeeping came to the forefront. And it is still growing. Mm-hmm. And you and I love beekeeping, right?
1: Right, right.
4: And other beekeepers will tell other people, you yep. need to experience this. Yes. And so... You know, there's just more and more people, um, and it's exciting to see for me.
1: Yeah, well, you know, every year about this time, I'm really talking a lot about the world of beekeeping, and I talk to other guests that come to our radio show, and I talk to other people on the street, people that I meet at events, and I talk to them about the Bee Conference, and I always get two or three people that say, I'm gonna do it this year, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it. And so when I go to the Bee Conference, I'm always looking for those people. Now, out about three, I typically get one that actually shows up and and moves forward. But this year, it just seems like there's a a higher peak of interest. And I think maybe it has something to do with the fact that we were all cooped up for so long during the COVID situation, right? And we Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything. And Mm -hmm. beekeeping is kind of an expression of freedom.
4: It is. And during the whole COVID lockdown and stuff, people started to Mm -hmm. become more self-reliant. So they're Mm -hmm. planting gardens and they're canning their foods. But when you plant your garden, all of a sudden pollination becomes a real important issue. And Mm -hmm. honeybees are a great pollinator Mm -hmm. for most of our garden Mm -hmm. products. So people are getting bees to help pollinate their gardens.
1: So let me tell you something funny. When I moved into my home, I didn't know I was going to be a beekeeper. It was a few years later that we made that transition. The house next door was empty for a long time. Big house. Uh, Elderly woman lived there. Uh, passed on, and it took several years for it to be occupied. So I didn't really know much about the lady, the property, it was packed tight with trees. You couldn't even see in the yard, packed with so many pine trees. When the new owners came in, he started doing some trimming. Big orchard back there, Uh and as he did more and more trimming, he worked on his orchard. He's got apples, cherries, peaches, all kinds of stuff, right? Mm A couple of years later, he found out that I have honeybees. Mm. And then he realized that his success was dependent somewhat on my honeybees and so forth. It was, guess what I get every year? A bushel of apples or a bushel of peaches or something. That's great. He is a happy man because I'm his neighbor.
4: I think that's a way that you can get <laughs> new bees to be put in your real estate in your backyard, right? I think
1: so, too. You, <laughs> you offer food and shelter.
4: That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's all good. I'm enjoying my conversation with Debbie Gilmore. Debbie is the queen bee at the Mason Valley Beekeepers and the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I love the conference, Debbie, because there's so much to learn. You can learn about products from the beehive, different kinds of honey, different samples of honey. You get honey tasting contests. You get to learn about other products from the beehive that you can use. I love the beeswax candles. Oh, yeah. What a great invention that is. Mm-hmm. There's so much more, and these are the things that you learn about at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. But one of the coolest things is the experts that come into the conference, they come in from all over the world. And we have a great lineup, Debbie, I know, this year. When we come back, I'd like you to talk to us a little bit about some of the speakers and some of the topics that we're going to be covering. And I want to talk a little bit more about bear keeping.
4: (laughs) Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. (laughs)
1: Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 23 through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. Learn from the experts with our outstanding lineup of speakers. Attend the workshops to learn everything you'll need to get started as a new beekeeper. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County.
3: While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family.
4: Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds, and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start.
2: to strategize with the wealth protection diva today call sage international
1: Natakwa.
0: Natakwa. Natakwa. Your Nevada real estate questions. The median sales price for a home.
1: Typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage here in northern Nevada. $519,950 from the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. A typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, stick built home, already in the market. This is not new construction. It's already in the market. It's not, not a condo, not a townhouse. It's a standalone house. That is the median sales price. Half of the homes in the area sold for less. Half of the homes in the area sold for more. And that number has been trending downward from a year ago. We're down again 4.6% from last year and down 5.5% from the month prior. Now let's talk about closed sales. So in the last reporting period, 337 deals were closed over the prior 30 days. That's down dramatically from last year, down 35.4%. When I'm talking about things slowing down, they absolutely have year to year. Now, let's talk about how many days it gets for a property to go into contract once a property is put up for sale. Back in May, it was something like seven days. Now, it's gone up to 53 days. That is up 276% from last year. List price received is one of my favorites because that really tells you where the sale to buy ratio is looking. Sellers, buyers. It was not long ago that Buyers were offering more than 100% of what was being asked just so they could have a chance of winning the bid to buy the home. Sellers were getting more than they asked for when they were looking to sell a home. The list price received then was over 101, close to 102. In some cases, they have 103%. Well, today, the list price received 96.9%. That means deals are being done people are helping buyers and many of those people that help the buyers they're the sellers maybe with seller concessions maybe helping with closing costs maybe with a little discount over issues that maybe wouldn't have been a big deal before but maybe are now sold per square foot is another great factor to look at 285 dollars is what the sold per square foot number is now that's down 6.6 percent from last year how many new homes are coming up on the market new listings 252 in the last reporting period. That is down 16.6% from last year. So things are moving slower. More homes are on the market right now. How much active inventory do we have? 835 units. That is more than 135% up from last year. And then my favorite at the end, month's supply of inventory. Right now, we're at two and a half months supply of inventory. Back in May of this past year, the month supply was actually more like seven days' supply of inventory. Very, very short. That net month supply of inventory now is up 265 percent from last year. Back with more after this. Save the date: Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 23 through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. Learn from the experts with our outstanding lineup of speakers. Attend the workshops to learn everything you'll need to get started as a new beekeeper. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County.
3: If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. The number one focus is safety for our students and staff. Hi, my name is Shirley Davila. I work here at uh, CSA Head Start for three years. And I love working here because I love working with kids. You will love working at Head Start. Please call us at 775-786-6023.
1: Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa.
0: Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Now let's talk about another kind of real estate,
1: beehives. (laughs) A beehive is a home for many, many, many bees. And the price of a beehive fluctuates in the market like real estate does. But beehives, like everything else in this rising economy, inflation, they've cost a little bit more now than they used to. Debbie, I remember you used to be able to get a beehive for about something like $85, maybe $90. Mm -hmm. That would get Mm -hmm. you started. Takes a little bit more than that now, doesn't it? It
4: does. It It does. Um, You can get kits so that it has two deeps, the bottom board, the top board, has Mm -hmm. two supers that you would need for your excess honey. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those are going for about $400 this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when we talk to people that are interested in becoming beekeepers, and they ask, well, what does it cost to get started? What is the entry, barrier of entry, right, from a financial uh, perspective? What would you say that
4: number is? Um, I used to say it would be about $500, but I'm guessing it's going to be more this year. I do not have a cost on a package of bees, Mm -hmm. um, but it looks like nukes. There's two ways you can get bees, um, Mm -hmm. in a nuc box or a package of bees, Mm -hmm. and it looks like those... Um, things are going from uh, $150 to $200. Yeah. So um, it depends, but it's an investment.
1: It, it's an investment. It's an investment in fun as well as in education, as well as in a hobby. And I tell people, Debbie, that you know, look where you're, else you're spending your money now. Mm-hmm. If you're going to lunch every day of the week or dinner three times a week or you are a heavy smoker or a drinker or a gambler, I mean, whatever – We all have money that we could maybe move in a different direction. And so that's what I encourage uh, potential beekeepers to think about.
4: But one thing about buying your equipment Mm -hmm. and your protective gear, it's a one-time cost.
1: Oh, that is true. That is true. So you
4: don't have that same cost the following year. Right. You might have to replace the bees in there, Uh but the woodenware is a a one-time investment.
1: And I want to talk to our potential beekeepers about the benefits and the pitfalls of buying used equipment.
4: Buying used equipment is usually frowned upon, or if you're um, already a beekeeper and you know what to look for, um, it may be okay. Mm-hmm. First time beekeepers, you don't know what to look for, I always suggest buy new equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one disease that honeybees get. But it's a devastating disease. It's also very contagious, lives in the soil. The spores live in the soil Mm -hmm. for 60 or 70 years. You don't want to be inviting that into your property or into your beekeeping. So new beekeepers, I suggest start with new equipment Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to deal with that. And um, as you learn what to look for, you can purchase used equipment if, you know, if you can make sure that it's not diseased.
1: Well, yeah. And, you know, the the thing that uh, many uh, people out of the hobby don't know about, Debbie, is that bees have a way of sterilizing their equipment and their home, the inside of the beehive they're meticulous housekeepers. Absolutely. And so, you know, why Why uh, stress out your honeybees by giving them an area that may be infected with uh, with something that is going to be deadly to them or at least make them work cleaning a home that we'd rather have them be working, bringing in pollen and making honey. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. recommendation like yours, Debbie, is to start with brand new equipment yep. and um, you will see the benefits many, many years down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, used equipment, very, very careful on that. It, it, like if my if my next door neighbor is a beekeeper and we're buddies and we hang around all the time and our bees are right next door, it's a different thing. But buying equipment from somebody that I don't know that may have had big, big problems that we didn't find out about, those problems could be coming in my direction. So, uh, and the money difference is not that big of a deal because, let's face it, even if it's five or $600 to get started as a new beekeeper, mm-hmm. Compare that to what it takes to get started in many other hobbies. You want to become a skier? Go out and buy some ski equipment, see what that costs you, Mm -hmm. and how about that season pass? You're going to be in for at least a grand.
4: That's right. Right? And so
1: you look at horse keeping. You know why they call horses hay burners?
4: Because they burn a lot of hay. They burn
1: a lot of hay. (laughs) They should call them money burners. There you go. I mean, everything has a cost. When you weigh the benefits of beekeeping, against the cost. And I'm not talking just about the money, Debbie. I'm talking about the time that it does take, the equipment that you have to have, the knowledge that you have to gain, the classes, the books that you have to read, if you want to be a really good beekeeper. You compare all that, but just compare how you feel when it's all over. I get a really good feeling, Debbie, when I'm finishing a project in my beehive world and I get a chance to look at my apiary. There's an element of relaxation and uh, gratification that I get from that, that, Again, if you're not a beekeeper, you don't know what that is.
4: We have a new beekeeper. They were just new last year. They were out working on their property for like eight to 10 hours. It was hot, it was a lot of hard work. And at the end of the day, they realized that they needed to check their Mm honeybees. And she said, you know, we just put on our suits and we went over there and she said, When I opened up that beehive, it was like a new energy come over Mm me. That the hard work from that day didn't really seem important anymore. We were just so focused on what was going on in the beehive and the energy that was created from that. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. It's always one of the best parts of my day when I get to go out and see my bees. Debbie Gilmore from the Mason Valley Beekeepers and the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. So Debbie, the big event is coming up Feb 23, 24, 25. In beautiful Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County, we always have a great time there. I talk to people about my beekeeper's vacation. <laughs> That's what it is. It maybe.
4: is. It is a vacation. It's a ton of fun. We have p- good food. Yeah. Lots of entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. You ever you ever <laughs> Especially been to year.
1: Have you ever never uh, watched the TV show Andy Griffith?
4: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Going to Yarrington is like going to Mayberry for me. Uh, I know so many people now. <laughs> That's and right. Floyd, Andy, you know, Barney. That's right. <laughs> it's really great cool little shops and stores
4: you know last year at our beginning beekeepers some of the people went downtown to have lunch Yep, and they come back and they were so impressed somebody bought all of their lunches while they were having oh my. lunch
1: You're only in a small, t- only small town only in
4: yes a small town like Yarrington.
1: the speakers that you've had at the conference in the past several years have been incredible a couple of years ago, you had two speakers that I absolutely loved. And I have their books on my desk because I bought the books from them when I was there. But one of the ones that I find the most fascinating is the, really the littlest book of the bunch. It's called The Little Honey Book. I wonder if that has to do with the biggest little city. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. This man, he's not from here. He's from back east someplace. Ron Fesenden, MD, MPH, is a doctor that talks about the benefits of honey. His book, The Little Honey Book, Honey for Your Health, Everything You Need to Know, was written in 2017, and uh, I've got a lot, a lot of benefit from this book, Debbie Gilmore. Let me tell you, I want to let our listeners know what some of the contents of this book are. Honey for diabetes, honey for sleep, honey and your dreams, honey to combat depression, honey for gastrointestinal health. Honey for the heart, honey for immune system, honey for allergies, honey to prevent cancer, honey for melatonin in the mind, honey for menopause and infertility, honey for thyroid conditions, honey for Alzheimer's disease. Uh, It's just amazing. Honey for oral care. Honey and aging. Honey, the super fuel for exercise. Honey, the all-star super food. Is the, I think it's really true, Debbie.
4: Oh, well, I know it's true. I know it's true. It's, it's, it's true. just so
1: amazing. Every time I eat honey, I feel good. I never feel like I've had too many sweets. I feel a certain sense of energy. And he has talked about how it actually helps people sleep better. He recommends sometimes a tablespoon of honey just before you go to bed. It's, it's good for your teeth. It's good for your gums. It's good for your tummy. And that means it's good for your brain.
4: There you go, yeah. He talks about the interaction between the brain and the liver and the process that the honey plays in all of that. But, you know, people who saw him speak at our conference have said how his his presentation has actually changed their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they are looking for pure raw honey all of the time because they don't go without the the honey in their mm-hmm. lives. So. Yeah,
1: the benefits of honey are are incredible. So there's benefits of beekeeping. There's benefits of honey. That's one of the, just one of the products that you get. His book is The Little Honey Book. But I'm sure that somebody could have written a book that would be titled The Little Propolis Book.
4: Oh, yeah. Propolis is an amazing product.
1: And it comes out of the same beehive, does it not?
4: It does. It does. It's a resin that they collect off of um, surrounding plants. Mm-hmm. And they sterilize the inside of their beehive with it. But they also seal up cracks and and crevices with it too. But um, it's very medicinal for people as well.
1: Yeah, I know that at one of our prior conferences, there was a class on how to make propolis tincture. Uh, you gather the propolis out of your beehive, you just essentially scrape it from the edges, wherever you can find it. It's kind of like the caulking that the bees use to seal up mm-hmm. the little uh, areas that have little holes or openings, and to seal of the different boxes together. But when you get into a beehive and you have to remove the box, well, there it is. You can just scrape off a little and then turn that tincture into really some magical stuff. Some people talk about great health benefits that they get from using this uh, this tincture that really is, uh, is a magical benefit, another magical benefit from the beehive.
4: It is, so, you know, we talk about the expense, but, um, you know, you also get a medicine cabinet You know, along with your colony of bees. Yes. Not only the honey, but you get your medicine cabinet as well.
1: I was at your fall picnic in Yarrington this year, Debbie Gilmore, and you always have a great crowd there of young people, parents, older people, veteran beekeepers, and you have a chance to see some action of what people do. Uh, with the products from the beehive. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated by what I saw this year, and so were the kids. I'm one of the kids, too. Making candles, making your own candles from beeswax. And you would think, you know, well, I remember I heard about honey bees, bees candles. When I was younger, Debbie, I thought, what they must be shaped like a bee or they must be shaped like a beehive or something. It, you know, there was really little impact in what I thought about it. But now that I'm a beekeeper, You try to compare uh, the quality of a regular petroleum-based candle to a beeswax candle and there is no comparison. It's Uh, really like a whole different product in the way that it looks, in the way that it smells. Even the light that comes from burning a beeswax candle is different.
4: It is. It is. I've heard that the light from a beeswax candle helps with the seasonal you know where you suffer from not having the sun very much mm-hmm. while well, staring at that flame is mm-hmm. similar to with the sunshine that you would yeah.
1: get. I heard that too I heard that that color of that flame is almost identical to the sun
4: mm-hmm.
1: that's a natural a natural look and then when a candle goes out when you blow out a candle you can smell that smoke right the residue uh, it's like uh, sulfuric a little bit and so many candles are made from petroleum well when you blow out a beeswax candle. That smoke is delightful. It's Mm -hmm. pleasant. It's Mm -hmm. like air freshener in a way. (laughs) It has a a really unique smell. And uh, anyway, there's so many cool things that come out of the beehive, including meeting great people. We talked about Dr. Ron Fesenden. There was another gentleman there who's an author. He came to see us from New Jersey, came out. I mean, he's an author of a book that we love called Bee People and the Bugs They Love.
4: Yes, yes. Isn't that a great book? I just love that book.
1: Well, it is because the people, you see, beekeepers are different. They are. (laughs) We're not the same. I mean, we all have different
4: (laughs) styles, right? Yep. And there's many ways, many options in beekeeping. Yeah. And Frank is so good at explaining different styles of beekeepers and how they approach Life and how they approach their bees, and yeah, it's a great book, it's great fun.
1: Yeah, I've not met uh, really any surly beekeepers in my world. I meet so many intelligent people in the world of beekeeping, and I'll tell you one of the things that tells me that these are intelligent people, Debbie, is because they always make it clear, even the top, top experts, they always say, I don't know everything,
4: That's I'm right. still learning. Yeah. That's right,
1: right? It's a it's kind of a mystery, but here's what we think, and here's where we're going and these experts are always willing to listen because of that so they're always willing to listen to new beekeepers or kid beekeepers or senior citizens beekeepers because there's always that chance you're going to pick up on something Mm
4: -hmm. yes and you know we have um, someone coming to our conference in february who has invented um, a piece of equipment to help with swarm catching.
1: Oh, nice.
4: You know, so it's a lot of hobby beekeepers that are bringing things, you know, are inventing different ways to keep bees. And a researcher told me one time that, you know, it's going to be a hobby beekeeper that figures out the varroa mite Probably. issue. yep. And so, no, those researchers are listening to hobby beekeepers.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a great speaker coming this year that I want to let our listeners about, from Hives for Heroes. Talk to us about that.
4: Hives for Heroes was, is a creation of Steve Heminis out of uh, Texas. And um, Hives for Heroes now is uh, in all 50 states in the United States. Mm-hmm. And what the program does is they connect beekeeping mentors with veterans and help them get introduced into beekeeping Yeah. Um, and it's a great program. Steve is a great personality. He's also a veteran, so he's been there, done that, and he's been helping so many people. And he's coming back again in February and I'm just so excited to see him again. He's
1: one of my favorite speakers that oh, we have because he's fun. he is so dynamic, so much fun. And he's a veteran. And I love veterans for all that they've done and do for our country. Keep us free, keep us safe. And I found out from Steve and in some related study that many veterans, uh, they suffer from PTSD, they suffer from the stress of now not being in the service, they still have the memories, uh, lots of challenges. I found out that beekeeping is actually a great therapy for many people that have these kinds of issues in their minds, in their history, and and no wonder. uh, Even those of us who are not veterans, I, I really get my mind off of all my problems all my thoughts of challenge when I'm beekeeping because it's a it's relaxing and it's a joy and I'm glad that Steve shares that with our veterans.
4: Oh he does and there's also a Bees for Vet program here in Reno Mm -hmm. area as well and they're a great program too but yeah and like we were talking before you open up that beehive there's a new energy Mm -hmm. you become focused on you know, what they're doing, how they're communicating, what they're bringing into the beehive if they're out of food. And all of a sudden you become focused on that and everything else in the r- real world just goes away.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. And, you know, I love to talk to people about beekeeping. I love to invite people to become beekeepers. I feel like that's kind of a gift that I give to everybody, that opportunity, that little bit of knowledge, uh, that invitation. But It's also that, well, I give a little, when I give a little bit of honey to somebody, until you've done that, give somebody some of your honey and look at their eyes when they get that from you. Well, it's magical.
4: Someone was telling me just a couple of days ago a beekeeper a fellow beekeeper says you know what you can give somebody 10 bucks and so be it you give them a pound of honey and you have given them a thousand bucks
0: oh
1: yeah (laughs) oh they are so appreciative because people are aware like you said they're much more aware now of the challenges of the bee they're more aware of the benefits of honey that's right and they're also more aware of the benefits and the struggles that beekeepers have so i really think there's an appreciation that we get as beekeepers it's always positive.
4: It is positive. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time it's positive. We have issues too, well, like uh, yeah. roor mites and bears and you know nu- you know lack of nutrition, pesticides mm-hmm. all of those, mm-hmm. you know, but um yeah. it's all part of the beekeeping it is part world. Of
1: it. I talked going into the break a little bit about bear keeping and the reason I did that ladies and gents is because it is fun uh the world of beekeeping, but one of the challenges that some people have are believe it or not, bears. The bears, they want that honey. They want the larva that's in the beehives. And so if you live in an area that has bears, you're in a whole different world of beekeeping. It is possible, and it is done by avoiding contact with the bears and your beehives. How do you avoid it? Well, you prevent it. We had a speaker, Debbie, it was just a few years ago, from the Department of Wildlife, I believe, yes. and she had video, night video, that they had taken with infrared cameras to show how bears approach a beehive, how they deal with a beehive, how they deal with a beehive that has an electric fence around it. Those bears are smart.
4: They are very smart, very smart. Bears have been a huge issue all across northern Nevada this year, and it's been kind of heartbreaking because People who have been, um, you know, beekeepers have to be pretty resilient because bees die. You know, the average is like 40 to 50 percent loss every year. Mm -hmm. So beekeepers have to be pretty resilient. They have to be pretty persistent. But people have different breaking points. So if you have a bear that comes in um, one year or even the second year and they get in there and some of these bears have gone past these electric fences, Mm -hmm. And they just destroy all of your boxes and everything. Your bees are gone, your Mm -hmm. equipment's destroyed. Mm -hmm. So these beekeepers are thinking, well, do I want to do this again? Yeah. You know, the cost involved, but the loss of pollination services to Mm -hmm. a two mile radius around that person's apiary is Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. So we have to figure out how better to keep the bears out of our beehives
1: yeah uh, fortunately that's not an issue for me but i know that it is for others i encourage anybody that has bear issues to uh, contact debbie gilmore at the mason valley beekeepers and she can get you in touch with the experts that can help you with oh let's, let's call it bear uh, remediation bear <laughs> elimination or bear, bear prevention the bears are always going to be there but there are techniques to still become a beekeeper, to be a beekeeper, and live with and around bears. Yeah. It's fascinating all that I learned at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, I know that the 2023 conference is not going to be different in that regard. Any new things that you'd like to talk to us about that we might be expecting?
4: Ooh, well, we also have the bee photo contest, so okay. people are trying to sift through their numerous bee photos, so mm-hmm. we're going to do that. Um, we also are hoping to have a chef there who is going to talk about um, cooking with honey. Cooking with honey. Very um, much. And like I said previously, we have the person coming from California who's invented this new equipment for collecting swarms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we also have the person coming back who talked about propolis. She's going to talk about propolis oh, and other products involving pollen and honey. Um, mm-hmm. So she is coming back.
1: You had some mead tasting here the last couple of times. We're going to have any mead.
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One of
1: my favorite beverages now.
4: We have uh, two, three social hours now, Peter, starting on Thursday night, and we usually have mead available at all of those.
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah, mead. If you don't know, if you've never tried it, is it's a little beverage that was. Uh, invented uh, eons ago in Ireland and it's wine made from honey not grapes so no grapes are injured in any way making (laughs) mead and uh, the bees love it because they they get to they get to show what their great wares have to offer to people that love to imbibe just a little bit in some uh, one of the world's most delightful beverages mead check it out You'll find that and many more good things at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up Feb 23, 24, and 25, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yes. in Yarrington, Nevada. It goes fast because it's so much fun. Right now, ladies and gents, I encourage you to visit the website, NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Register for the conference, and also, please, make your hotel reservations in one of the three hotels that are listed in Yarrington so that you have a nice place to stay and you can get to the conference real easy and you can walk everything is so nice and close but get started make your plans to become a beekeeper or enhance your beekeeping experience in 2023. Debbie Gilmore. I'm so glad that you've been with us today. It's
4: been my pleasure, Peter. And, you know, thinking about first day of winter, Mm -hmm. and now the days are going to get longer. Yeah. All of a sudden, I start thinking about my bees again, and I I get excited. I
1: do, too. (laughs) I'm always a little early, though, because I think, you know, once the days start getting longer, my bees should be out. It's 12 degrees outside. I
4: know. It's a little too cold for the bees. Yes.
1: But no, a lot of fun. It's going to come fast. Thank you for being with us today, Debbie. Thank
4: you, Peter. It's fun.
1: I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We're on the air every week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends, family, and bees. (laughs) We're on again (laughs) next week.
4: Happy New Year.
1: Yes. Until then, goodbye, everybody.
4: Bye.
0: You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? NevadaRealEstateRadio.com
1: If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start Programs.
4: Hi, my name is Alyssa. I am new to Community Services Agency of Reno. I have a great teaching career at Head Start and Early Head Start, and I just absolutely love working here. Call 775-786-6023 or visit the website csareno.org.
2: If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International.
3: Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 23rd, 24th, and 25th in Yerington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Learn about products from beehives used for health and beauty from world-renowned speakers. Become a beekeeper. Attend the workshops to learn everything to get started. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Register at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Perfect for beginning and advanced beekeepers.